Welcome to Keep It 100 Podcast with Sean and Krista Smith. Join us in this space where we take on real issues with real insight and real inspiration. This podcast is for those not looking for temporary relief to change circumstance, but revelation to forever change lives. Hey, welcome everybody to another episode of Keep It 100. This is Sean. Hey, everybody. It's Krista here. Hey, we're so excited for you guys to join us for another podcast. We're super excited because we have a special guest, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But I don't know about you guys, but man, I'm telling you what, I am so excited during this season is we're going to celebrate Christmas and we're super excited because we've gotten a bit of a rest, right? We have. We uh, take an annual sabbatical every December and it is really refreshing. It's, It's a time where we just take time off the road, off traveling and we just are home and we connect with our community, although we connect with our community all the time. But you know, it's just that really intentional holiday time to celebrate and be with friends and family. Family is arriving next week. Um, parents will be staying with us for a week, which I'm super excited about. And just be able to have family with us and celebrate the holidays. We had the kids with us in uh, Thanksgiving, November. So we've actually since Thanksgiving been on sabbatical. So that's been really, really fun. So we've just had a really t- great time of rest and enjoying our incredible little puppy Remnant. Yeah, our little puppy remnant, man, that guy's got so much energy. Oh my goodness. I mean, that guy, man. Except for today. Except for today. He's yeah. pretty tired. We he let played, him yeah. wrestle with another dog. Uh, some of our team members' dog, they have a Frenchie, Jake. He's so good, so yeah. our dog, Remnant, Jake, they just wrestled and wrestled. So today he's taking a break, which really brings us back to the principle of the Sabbath, which is the reason why we today's, need a sabbatical. That's right. It's been a great year, Sabbath. and we'll probably have more of a, a time and episode uh, to come to talk a little bit about our year. But man, just getting some rest. It's been so great. Yeah. Uh, so refreshing. We're getting prayed up. We're getting ready for the new year. We really are. And you know, we're expecting for 2024. We're so grateful for everything the Lord did in 2023. We saw so much deliverance, freedom, breakthrough. I mean, just unprecedented amount. It was really beautiful. And yet we know so much more is available for 24. We do. We feel like God is calling us on a new journey. I believe that God is calling you, Keep It 100 Tribe, on a new path. I believe that the Lord has been preparing for us to enter into new way, which we have never been before, which that phrase is in fact uh, the theme that we've given for our upcoming conference, Momentum 2024. And I just want to say this, I've always been impressed, boo, by people who have lived and seen times of remarkable outpourings of God's blessing. People like obviously Abraham, Moses, Joshua, Elisha, David, the apostles. And these are people that have experienced what it's like being in the midst of great moves of God. And they didn't just dream about them, they experienced them. One of our heartfelt desire for our upcoming conference, which is really not a conference, Momentum 2024, is that people wouldn't just hear about moves of God, that we're coming together to experience a move of God. We really are expecting for what God's going to do. And, you know, not to overuse that word, uh, but really with the intentionality of believe there's an invitation to go and experience in the spirit things we have never experienced before. And so we've, as Sean said, we have this theme of where we've never been, um, because as grateful as we are for what he's done. We also have a holy dissatisfaction that the Lord's given us of yet there's so much available and we're putting a stake in the ground for our city, the Bay Area, and we want you to put a stake in the ground for your city. And then we want you to really bring it to your personal life, put a stake in the ground for your family, your friends, your loved ones, right? Your church family, you know, like really believing that they're going to experience fullness of the breakthrough. So we're inviting everyone to get in the room January 18th or the 20th for our conference because we've invited people that we believe have a portion that this is not just a conference. This is not just someone going to bring their 
polished sermon, uh, their polished worship. No, we're bringing people that touch heaven and they bring it to earth. We're bringing people that are going to bring an encounter and are going to release it in the room. And all of us are going to be changed, transformed, never the same. And we're going somewhere in the spirit and in the natural. Come on, it's going to manifest in the natural too, where we've never been. And so we're really encouraging people, prioritize this, you know, prioritize it. Yes. You know, buy a ticket. Yes. You have clear off your schedule. Friends, I tell you what, make room for what you value. And I just want to, without any manipulation or any hype, I just want to simply present to you an opportunity and an invitation to get in the room and get in the presence of God. Because when you do, you get changed, you get transformed. And that's where we are never the same. It's so important because you really need to make that investment. We've made investments in so many areas of our life. We make investments in our education, we make investments in our physical body, workout clubs, workout, you know, diet, nutrition, everything else. And many times we just think that we can take for granted our spiritual walk with God and by all means be faithful to your local house on Sunday morning. But I recognize being very involved and obviously you too, Krista, being a person that has been executive pastor and been associate pastor in churches and I was on staff at church. The Sunday morning can't just be your be all end all. It's part of your spiritual nutrition. But at the same time, you need these moments of encounter. So get in the room. There's a power of proximity. We're going to have Tommy Arimi. We're going to have Ben and Jody Hughes. We're going to have Sherman Dumas. We're going to have Matt Gilman. We're going to have Chris at a juice day, Krista and myself. And we really are believing uh, that God is going to just show up, show off. And it's not just going to be something that you will say, hey, I had a good time when I was at that conference. People that came last year testified that they walked away with something that marked them, that when they got back to their church, power of God broke out, healings. We're even hearing testimonies yesterday at our staff Christmas party of people that went back and was forever changed, people that were going to walk away, you know, maybe not necessarily from Jesus, but maybe walk away from maybe uh, the church they were at, but it just gave them such a fire that went back. And we we want to do our part uh, to create an atmosphere where it is easy, where we remove all the impediments and put everything in position for you to connect with God. So join us. It's going to be January 18th through the 20th. You can go to SeanAndKristaSmith.com and you can register right now. And we are excited for you to come to the warm Bay Area, certain parts of the country. Hey, you need to maybe come to California during December. You know, for some of you, you may not know Ben and Jody Hughes, uh, but they're dear, dear friends of ours. And we've invited Jody onto our episode today. And I'm actually going to be interviewing her. And she's just a powerhouse. We've known them for 10 plus years. They're Aussies, uh, but they've moved over to America for about six years. And they have just have a heart for America to be in a place of revival. I mean, how cool is that? That God is sending missionaries from other nations to help bring a revival to America. Ben and Jody Hughes are two of those missionaries, those revivalist missionaries that are carrying the mandate for revival. We've invited them to Momentum because we know them. They carry such an incredible outpouring. We're so excited about what they're going to release. And so this conversation today between Jody and I, I really want you to hear it for the power in which it's going to carry, carry for your life. You know, Jody and Ben, they have a ministry called Poured Out Ministries. And Jody is the author of two books. And she really has an anointing and a revelation in the area of degree and authority. And really us for to be reminded the power of degrees, right? That the spiritual exercise of making degrees, you know, we have seen this in both the Old Testament, we've seen it in New That's Testament. Right. And that practice of declaration is simply quoting God's promises back to him, reminding God of what he said. Come right? On, come on. And that's the power of decree. Sometimes we're not only reminding ourselves, not that God has forgotten. God forgets nothing, but he does hear a petition. So good. Right? That power of declaration yep. where our mouth comes into agreement with the word of God and it changes atmospheres. And you know, this is one of the most vital forms of prayer and intercession that you and I can participate in. And Jody really has a revelation of declaration. We're going to talk about yes. that in the podcast.
podcast, plus a lot of other things. So you're going to want to dial in and really capture this. And I want to end with this. Job 22, 28 states that, you know, we shall decree a thing and it will be established unto us. And the significance of that is when you declare it, when you decree it, you're coming into agreement with heaven and you're bringing it to earth. Friends, let's dive into this incredible interview with Jody Hughes. Jody, thanks so much for taking time to be with us on the Keep It 100 podcast. Oh, thank you, Krista. Ben and I just love Sean and look, just love every so It's Aww. an honor and a joy. It is so, it's so mutual. You know, when I asked you to, if you were available, I just want to do a shout out because we understand busy and life and all the things. Mm-hmm. And this incredible couple has just relocated from Arizona to Texas. They've just moved into a new home and she made space for the recording of this. So I just want, you know, that's like, that's amazing. So just well, thanks for do, right? putting, putting value on this. Um, it's true. You show up for friends and <laughs> you, do. you do. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and what a lot of our tribe doesn't know about Ben and Jody is they not only carry such a tangible presence of God, when you're around them, I always feel Jesus when I'm with you guys, but you guys have not only carried, but ushered moves of God in continents and nations. And we they, they had a, a move of God called the Pineapple Revival, which is such a cool, you know, name for a revival in Australia. Uh, then God called them to America. They relocated. We were so excited, uh, which felt like an answer to prayer. And I don't know if I've ever shared this with you, Jody. probably a few years ago, the Lord woke me up and he said, um, as many people were kind of leaving America and even leaving California, and there was a lot of people leaving the church in America, you could just feel the division in the nation. The Lord said that he was going to bring missionaries from all over the world that were revivalists to help culti- like bring in revival to America. So when you and a, f- a couple other couples that we're in real close relationship with moved to America, it was such a sign to Sean and I, because we were like, God, you're bringing revivalists to partner with the revivalists that are here in America. And you're bringing the other nations and the fire they carry to partner with what God's doing here. So thanks for coming I, and having a heart for America. I love that. I, I love that. that. No, one of the one of the things God said when came was come and bow our shoulder to wow with the many faithful in America already. And Ben and I both carry such a heart for America. I often it you gets do. a bad rap in nations because America has sown missionaries and sown the gospel yes. all over the globe. And I yes. truly believe, I resonate what you're saying. I truly believe that this is harvest season for America. Amen. And God's sending back the, the harvest of what America has sown. You know, I just, that mean the hearts of nations are towards America right now. Because when America sees the next waking so well, and that's why there's such contention over America, I believe, stepping into this next season as America carries that pioneer revivalist awakening and, and it, we're, we're in it, but we're stepping into it even more. And so I'm excited. And hey, fun little Come on. Um, just thing here right now. Today, six years ago, uh, our family came to America. So that's when we arrived today. So wow. It's really? Yes. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. I love that. I think yeah. that's incredible that today of all days, right? Yeah. Pretty cool. Well, we talked that's about so, so, right? Day, like we've just been going over the photos and remembering words oh. had, you know, speaking over America. So yeah, pour it out in America. <laughs> Jody, I think that's so significant that of all days that you're doing the podcast, we're talking about this is the same day six years ago you moved here. I think it's yeah. it's the culmination of a new season for you. It's a culmination of a new season for America. You can really feel that we're on the tipping point of a move of oh, God. 
God. And I feel the winds have shifted in the nation and the watchmen have been put in position and the prophets, there's this new breed of prophets that are wild, uh, that are coming that, that aren't the traditional package or even sound that has come through America. There's a wildness of our, our root system of America because America is a pioneer nation. Um, it, there's a, there's a ruggedness. There's a grit in our history that I feel like God's like those that have come from the wilderness places are going to proclaim now in this season and you'll feel the winds of change in the spirit. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I just, I think you guys are I so key in that. You're saying it. I, Amen. I feel that dropping and you know, anyone listening just receive from this. I, I agree. God's activating the, uh, the wild ones, the burning ones. Yes. He's activating the ones who are resolute. Yeah. Their, uh, pursuit. And I think the gift of the recent season, there's been a lot to, to not like, right? Yeah. <laughs> Gift of that well season. Yeah. But there <laughs> the is a gift. I love that. I love is. the positive. Absolutely. I think it's um it's activated a do or die attitude mm-hmm. in burning ones. And I yeah. think there is and there's a remnant, though I, I don't always love calling it a remnant because I believe it's not a small number. I think there's many. There's many more than think mm-hmm. who've been really brought to life this season. And I think there are many. In fact, mm-hmm. I know there are because we see them everywhere we go, just like who have crossed over a line and they've made a decision that they will not turn back. And when you get that kind of resolve, that costliness in a generation, there is no alternative but to have an awakening because God will always answer prayers and cries. And we're in a season, I believe we've stepped into that era, exactly what you talked about. We're in that season where that generation's long prophesied, who will see the billions always plural soul harvest and see the, uh, you know, our, our next great awake, that end time harvest. We're in it right now. Need more of that, but we gone. And that generation's alive right now. You see them everywhere we go, just like well, and you will know it. Those listening right now, you will know you're in that generation. When while Krista and I are talking about this, your insides are burning, mm-hmm. and it's a sign it. from heaven that you are called to burn, to run, to pay that costly. Yes, yes. but never without the uh, the the hope and the knowing that we're a generation that's going to see that outpouring in the mm-hmm. nations where billions come in and revival breaks out and awaken happens, and that cry out of God's people mm. to see another. Uh, move of God like the ones we read about like Mariah Woodworth Edda and Ooh, come the Hebrides Revival and First yes. of Great Awakening the Second Great Awakening all the moves of God we can all start to list off Azusa Street uh, you know just down the road from guys and you know all those moves of God we're in that right now yeah and we are is that it will that and more come on you know you pop me up because I love revival history because it's merely a reference point for what God wants to do he doesn't want to yeah. do a less version than what our history or for that matter, the word of God shows us, right? Like he doesn't have a greater, excuse me, a greater display of his power and who he is and a move of God for us just to simply say, oh, that was then. I feel like it's all prophesying to us what's available now. And we've got to know our history, not because we're looking back, but we've got to know our history because we know what to look for, like forward to. We know what to look ahead for. Now it will look different, right? It's going to look different. It's going to sound different, but
but the presence and the glory of God is always the presence and the glory of God, you know? And we have an invitation in this hour to move alongside the Lord, I think, in a really unprecedented way um, that we just haven't seen in America. We have been so dependent on man-made systems, i.e. the medical system or the justice system or systems of society. And those things have become incredibly unstable the last few years, which I think is a divine setup for where the miracle working power of God that we see in other nations that maybe not have the man-made systems we have. So they don't have those dependencies, right? They don't have the false security. And now those things have been removed in America. And America is saying, what I used to depend on, I can't depend on. And God's like, boom, here I am, right? And I think he's brought people that carry a portion like you and Ben that are a demonstration of what is available every single day in our nation. And and I think, again, that's part of give the seed, what you're talking about. It's made us realize what was always true, but somehow through smoke and mirrors, we didn't see it. Yeah, right. Ultimately, the only thing we have to rely on is God. I think it's just refined, recalibrated our focus. And when your prayers are focused, worship is focused, your pursuit is focused, just like the Bible says, drawing God to you. When you do that with laser focus, you're going to get something you didn't get when it had laser focus. That's it. That's it. We're we're stepping into that, uh, you know, crazy, wild outpouring because people's faith is focused and we're desperate Mm. and desperate will get an answer. You know, the hungry get fed. And I believe that there's a holy dissatisfaction in America right now, and particularly in our youth. There's a holy dissatisfaction in, you know, Gen Z and uh, even younger because they know nothing's working. You don't have to sit down and explain stuff to them that this is not working. They know it's not working. And so they're looking for, as we know, to state the obvious. They're just looking for authentic. So yeah. if you can show up with the presence of God, if you can show up with God breakout, in Come on. if you can That's show it. up with revival fire, you've got them. You have a generation. Yeah. That's all it takes. And when you so true. think about it like that, it's so simple. If we can just be resolute in our passion, our God, mm. souls, revive. We're going to gain a generation right now. We don't have to deal with all the mental athletics. Yeah, that's so good. Real and desperate. And that's actually really easy to that. Just focus our heart on. We've got to be real. We've got to go after God. There's no more uh, one foot in and one foot out. It's all of us, every last part of us and every last one of us in and do that. The fire shows, you know, the fire comes. And when the fire comes, it's authentic and everyone who's hungry is jumping in. Yeah. I, you know, Jody, as you were saying that, I literally felt the words that you were speaking just like bounce off wow. me in the best way of wow. when you talked about a re- being resolute and a laser-like mm-hmm. focus. Those two yeah. statements you said, just like they bounced in the spirit. There was such a, yeah. there, was, there was such a weight on them. You know, we love you and Ben and mm-hmm. some of our tribe doesn't know you guys, but some of our tribe absolutely knows you. For the ones that don't know you, we are bringing in Ben and Jody because they literally carry a portion from heaven. Now I'm going somewhere with this. You guys have been marked. You carry a weighty presence when the Lord told us last year for Momentum 2023 to bring in the prophets, open up the gates for revival. We did that. Um, We felt a tangible shift. We had signs in the weather that reflected what God did in that gathering. As we were praying, the Lord said, now bring the fire. 
So the fire and that, but we're bringing all, we're bringing profits of fire. This is where I'm going. Come full circle for you. You guys have a resolve and I know your, I know your story, you know, but a lot of people don't know your story. What was the journey that got you to the laser like focus? What was the journey that brought, and I know there's probably lots of parts of your story, but if you were to hone it in and you're like, that's a key one, it may not be the all encompassing, but a key one of that resolute and that laser like focus, because it's absolutely what you two carry. And I think that has been an impartation God has done in your life through a process. Yeah. And it's definitely been a, been a process. And I think everyone can relate to the process. And <laughs> yeah. I, often, I often say process is not the end promise. Process is part of promise. Ooh, promise that's good. You got to hold on to that because so often we get uh, disappointed as a process, but it's the steps to promise. And throughout the journey, cut it, cut it down to the, the main points that we hit home. There's been a long journey. I've always sensed the Lord in my life. I don't remember a time where I didn't know God was real, but that doesn't mean that I was in a laid down, um, sold out life. There were often times where there was one foot in and one foot out. And there was that journey of God continuing pulling at my heart. And I was a call on my life. And of course, I knew there was a call on my life. I would often wrestle with that call because I knew once I said yes, needed to be fully yes. <laughs> and, uh, you know, through throughout that time, there was a growing hunger and desperation. There were also many, uh, those of you who know me know, there's been also a long health challenge in my life. And so uh, there were often times in hospital, doctors would say, you don't have hope. It was like test disease, uh, things that would go wrong. One thing would lead to another. And so I would often end up uh, in desperate situations, let's say physically, and equally desperate for something authentic. God. Ben and I, my husband, always been a street of varying kinds, uh, you know, a journey like this, but always been a street. But it culminated after had been on staff, many things. We'd planted churches, been missionaries, uh, been senior leaders, been parts of teams. And then we ended up on staff at a mega church, uh, Perth, Australia, or mega church by Australian stance, which was around 5,000 times. So one of the largest yeah. churches. It was, it was amazing. It was so great. Learned so much. And God, God blessed them for every game. The flip side of it was we were just so hungry and got to a point where as amazing as what it was, and there was this cry that came out where it was like, if this is all this, I'm not sure that I want this. There must be more. And I think so many can relate to that, that holy frustration of we love Jesus. We know God is real, but God is more. And uh, it culminated. Uh, ben and I just got desperate. I'm just going to tell you like it was the raw, the raw facts. Yeah. We just got desperate and we spent about five months. Uh, we just spent between, I don't know, six and 10 plus hours a day praying. Uh, ben had a job at a Christian radio station at the time. So this was happening around that. I had a young child. Um, so all of this was happening around our lives, right? But we were desperate. I can't say that enough. We were just like, we're not stopping until God does something because I can't go on like this. And uh, that came to a head about five months in and got woken up night. Mm. Literally, we got woken up night. We were both in and uh, I just woke up screaming. Ben was screaming and we saw a 10 foot angel. Literally, my eyes opened up. I'm wow. seeing this first of all in my sleep. But as I open my eyes, I'm seeing it with my eyes open. There's a 10 foot angel standing on the end of our bed and it was looking directly at us. So mm. I knew that this was not a, um, you know, a lighthearted encounter. This was something I knew immediately. I just resonated. I knew this angel has been sent from Lord and they're here on a mission. And uh, we just screamed. The angel left. <laughs> we both felt really silly because we're like, we didn't find out anything. <laughs> and, uh, and immediately after, 
after that, uh, fear of the Lord, a tangible fear of the Lord dropped in reveal it. Mm. Neither one of us talked to each other. It lasted actually weeks. So I'm, I'm jumping. This is wow. That's when you know fear of the Lord has shown up, and this is what's coming into this generation. I believe. This Come season. on, because Ben and I couldn't even talk to each other at weeks, even months after. Because, and I'll explain why. I'd go to say, "Hey, how are you?" And there was such fear of the Lord that was recalibrated everything in my life that wasn't righteous that come from. It. So even ask how are you, which now sounds almost silly, but at the time I was like, "Do I care how you are today? Mm, Should I wow. even be asked?" And every word was about to come out of my mouth. I would think through, and is that just silliness? Is that something I should say? Is that in line part of heaven right now? And wow. this fear of God recalibrate our lives. And as we prayed about it, God, God spoke to us that that was an encounter with fear of God and the weight. And He mm. gave us uh, Zechariah 4, which talks about gold oil down lampstands onto the earth, basically the altar, which is meant to keep the fire going in the church. The oil mm. comes from uh, the crushed grapes, which is the process. It's the process that we're And uh, the crushed, crushed olives and oil keeps fire burning. Mm. And so God spoke to us from that, he gave us a man, pour it out mysteries. Uh, Zechariah 4.11 talks about pouring out the oil of his presence in the nations. And so that's where uh, the mandate came for our ministry. And honestly, called for it out ministry. Honestly, God just did something. Because from that moment, things just changed. There wow. was a different level of counter for us. Different level of counter were ministered. And things just changed. There was a fire uh, uh, that would just start to burn in the room. With, uh, you know, minister and just different level of miracles. And that has continued to grow. We've had to continue to step into that. Don't you partner with the Lord? It's yeah. not like just something happens and then you're like, okay, let's set yet. No, you continue to lean in. That's right. To stir that and add, you know, add coal to fire. Uh, but some change. So a long way of answering that. It came from a holy frustration where we mm. were like, there's got to be more. I don't want to just read about revival. I Come don't want to just hear about moves of God. I don't want to just hear about what Come happened on. down the road. Last generation, I want part of it. I want to yes. write a story. Yes. I want to see it happen in my own life and I want to see it happen uh, in other people's lives. And something just changed in us uh, where we were like, I want to be part of this. I don't want to live my life hearing about stories. I want to be part of this. And uh, God is God's so kind. I'm coasting that he yeah, answers he the is. cry of our heart. Get desperate. <clears throat> and desperation is the word. People yeah. often say, you know, you often get pushback sometimes when you say, we've got to get desperate. And I'm like, I'm oh, like, yes. people are desperate for everything except God yes. sometimes. Yes. It's time to be desperate for God. Actually, one more story because this recently marked again afresh. Uh, you know, I was reading and hearing about revival history. And, uh, you know, I, I tapped into this story that's just marked my heart from American revival history in the second great awake uh, there was a bunch of similarly looked around at the state of nation and were like economically we're in trouble politically we're in trouble spiritually we're in trouble there'd been first great awake but churches had started to decline and uh, things had just come religious and this group came together and they decide that they were going to pray until they saw revival but their words wow. were this and this is this is history revival history in earth their words were we see revival or we'll die praying for it Ooh. and they signed their names to what they called, I believe it was called um, just a compact, but they signed their names to it and they said we will see revival or die. And they saw the Second Great Awake that I believe they were part of those seeds of faithful that were that desperate and that resolute and that mm. sold out and that like they crossed the line and they were like we see it or we die. And Oof. I say that and I yeah. know some are like what? And then others are like no. Y- yes. No, we, it. we are at that point again. And, 100%. Uh, what, <laughs> what encourages me is that there is a, an entire army waking up right now across this nation and the nations that are hearing that call from heaven saying revival or die. What that means is we can our life to And, you know, don't have to die and go to heaven. Some will. <laughs> That's heavy. I know. But some will. We're going right. to see martyrs again. But having said yes. that, you could be a living.
living martyr. We've got to learn to live mm. on the altar again. And as we do, we're going to see revive break out and we'll see that uh, end time God. And there is a generation right now. You know, I'm just reminded one of the words that God has given us uh, this season is that the wild horses are being woken up. Mm. And it's the wild ones, the wild horses. Because I saw this vision just marked me. And uh, it's it's actually why we do what we're, we're doing by harvest and cramps and, and training right now so that they don't just hear about the stuff. They come the stuff. Because I saw this vision of wild standing so frustrated and it was just stomped foot. You know how like wild horses or like the kind of traps that can't, you yeah. know, just the yeah. stomping, the, you know, the, you could see the breath out nostrils, the body kind of just moving around this holy frustration at mind of this generation. You know, it's mm. like, let me add it. Give me something that's real. Just yeah. let me go do the stuff. I've got to see something real break out. And then yes. the vision changed and I saw this wild and running down wild river was a mob, whole pack of wild horses running through the river and the joy you could see the joy you could see the muscles you could see the water flying and see the like the just the I'm made for this and I knew mm. that the Lord was saying that he's bringing wild ones together and they're going to run together because we need each other I'm going to run in river which to me just simply represents running fullness of what God's pouring out and running in fire running revive running all that God has for us neatly vigil but also together and there was such synergy and such joy and I just wow. knew those wild ones are going to change the earth because nothing was stopped those wild horses nothing once they come on a hold of this is what you know i'm made for there's no back. so um Ooh. i could go on forever about that oh and I but <laughs> i what you said so much revelation and just truth like i'm exploding and my spirit is like you know how that is you're just hearing someone speak exactly what your heart is and what your cry is sean and i like you and ben are just there is no plan b there's no plan b it is revival or nothing it's revival or die. I mean, there is no plan B and we have, we are living martyrs where there is this, that die to self. I give my life for the cause of the gospel and I have to see a move of God. I'm not satisfied with history as much as I love history. I referenced it earlier. I want to know my history because I want to be provoked to lean in for the more, but I also know God's going to do a whole new thing. I want to be a part of the story. I don't want to just read about the story. I don't want to hear about the story. And you know, it's interesting because there has been, um, at times awakenings or revivals, depending on the terminology you want to use. And they were in different seasons of my life where I wasn't exposed to it. I wasn't in that stream. I missed it. Um, I heard or, you know, about it after. And I'm like, why did I miss that? I was loving Jesus, but I just, it was in a different part of the country or just was with a different group I wasn't exposed to or whatever the reason. And I felt like the Lord says, I've kept those that maybe haven't been a part of previous moves of God because I'm doing something totally new. And I almost felt kept and hidden at times because I was like going after God, but it was like these moves of God would happen. And I'd hear about them as they were like dwindling out, you know, and I'd be like, what? I would have gone, you know, I would have gone on the plane and gotten in the room. And God's like, you're in the room now and I'm doing something new now. And I'm raising up a generation. And it's funny because this last two years, and I'll just speak to this and I'll throw it back at you. But this last couple of years, you know, God opened up all these doors for Sean and I to minister with Jen. Z. And we absolutely fell in love with Gen Z. They are so special and they are so anointed for this hour. And I I have so much hope for our future because of Gen Z. I see the zealousness. I see the radicalness. I see the undaunting um, zeal for truth where they're just like, no, but what's truth? Like I want truth. And when we were watching uh, the Jesus Revolution movie, Sean and I looked at each other at the 
into the movie and we're like, we're full circle. The same desire from the boomers, which God's not done with the boomers. I have a prophetic word for the boomers. I've been prophesying. You think you're in retirement and God's like, I'm not done. There are some old wells from the sixties that got demonically interrupted that God says, I'm finishing in this hour. So the boomers are a part of this, but Mm -hmm. Gen Z carries that same zeal and pursuit for truth. Just like we saw in the sixties, we're very similar of how the nation feels. The details are different. The climate's similar, right? And so I just feel like God is positioning leaders, uh, moms and dads, brothers and sisters to come alongside Gen Z that are going to help position them and disciple them, mom and dad, them, brother and sister them and support them because they are called to be key carriers for this move of God at this time. Absolutely. Yeah, that, um, I love that. It's <laughs> the bottom line. And I think that if you're alive today, you're yeah. in the, you're in the generation. On. Amen. Using. Yeah. I do agree there's something special about Gen Z. There is. God's never without hope. Yeah. There's never right. a season without hope. That's and right. So it's by God's design. You know, if you truly believe that you want to such a time, you have to believe that generation that's being birthed, Gen Z, are born to such a time as this and made for yeah. this season. They're Amen. made for hard. Yeah. And hard things don't make them retreat. It actually brings life. Mm. And so I you know I can Lord again while I say this. There's a call to every generation right now, especially Amen. Gen Z. There is a call to courage and there's a call to sold out results that we keep coming back to because that call to say yes to hearts is the very thing that's activated bring to life that generation and do a disservice by watering down the cost and do a disservice by watering down and do a disservice by watering down what it takes to see a God, especially to this generation because they need to hear that it's going to take every God because when they hear that made for it, activate them into the fullness of what they're born for and so it encourages me, it excites me like even as you were sharing that Krista, like again my insides are burning because we all we need to do yes. is release the call. We've just got to yes. release the call. The undiluted gospel and the undiluted come burn on the altar and the undiluted say yes no matter what it costs. And there are yeah. people that are ready. They're ready. They're not just ready. They're desperate. They're desperate for someone to let out that trumpet call and say, come on, let's go to war. Mm. And as we go to war together, uh, you know, obviously remembering we're on the victorious side, but we're going to war. This isn't peacetime. This is a- war. Amen. But Amen. There's a generation made for war. And yes. When you don't step into the hall in the season of like we were uh, you know, alluding to earlier, you can miss it. And and cry of my heart right is let's not miss it. Just like uh, you know, in the gospels about where Jesus was on mountain place, um, uh, mountaintop, and he saw his disciples' boat and a storm came. Might Ma, uh, I won't say because I'll get it wrong. But it's a story where <laughs> we, we know what you're talking about yeah. in the boat. The storm's breaking out and he walks across the and one of the most, you know, crazy verses by he was walk right past the Bible. He was going to write past until they called out to Jesus. And there's our foundation right this We don't cry out. If we don't call out for a move of God and for a generation to act, if we don't call out for holiness, if we don't call out righteousness, if we don't call out and say, God, move my generation, my day, and this season, and if we don't activate our desperateness for a God that revive or die, uh, can miss a season. Revival can pass us by. A move Absolutely. of God can pass us by. Yes. And so I you know I'm marked. I know you guys are marked. And I many of you listening right now are marked because God is calling up those who will say, I'm crying out. I'm desperate. I won't let this pass by. My generation is going to see a God. My family's going to see a God. My city's going to see a God. San Francisco's going to be awakened into Woo! the fullness of its call. Come Amen. On. Because America needs what San Francisco, uh, San, San Francisco carries. And, and not only that, I, you know, I resonated, you said about this, you know, a demonic assignment 
to cut off what God was saying. San Francisco's had a demonic assignment over it to cut off what it's called. And God is reactivating that in a season because it's a season of influence. It's a season of greatness. And it's a season that what is pioneered there, the rest of the nation is no problem. And, and you know, the enemy's gone too far because already it's in, the, it's in the media. Everyone knows of the many terrible things that have been going on there. How much more is it going to hear when God breaks out in that city? Amen. And a generation rises that has been written off by the media, written off by most Americans going, there's no hope for that city. And yet God is saying, no, he's reactivating the old wells. He's reactivating the original call. And there's going to be, uh, I believe, God's raising up. Even in mo- uh, momentum, Krista, I really believe there's going to be a marking of the next generation of evangelists and revivalists. Ooh, and those come on. Talk about that carry that resolute fire. God is going to mark them with a fire that once they've tasted of that, they cannot turn back. And mm. that fire is literally going to transform people and all them into those, uh, you know, like the old time calls and yet something that's fresh, that old old time call of the revivalists and, and uh, you know, the, the Wilma, William Seymour's and, mm. the, and again, the Mariah Woodworth editors. There's Come something on. about her. God is raising up the women of, uh, you know, holiness and fire. Uh, she paid a high price, but she broke some over this nation. And God's mm. raising up young right now that are going to break some over their generation and they will see those crazy miracles breaking out in their own families and their own city. And yeah, the fire is coming on this generation and uh, what you guys are doing, it's opening up a portal and it's opening up a yes in the spirit for that whirlwind of the fire to just mm-hmm. drop. And I literally see it dropping on the altars of heart of his hearts and trans- They're going to be called up. There's revivalists and evangelists, Mark. Woo, that fires me up. It's so confirming for what we have felt for Momentum 2024. There's such a commissioning that's going to happen. There is a, a like a rededication to the call yeah. of God in their life. Like that, okay, I've, I've been committed, uh, but in the areas of complacency, the places of apathy, the places where I've just kind of grown numb or tired or undisciplined or whatever, yeah. and not out of works, but just out of that, I'm shedding everything that is in the way or is limiting me from full adoration, from full worship, from full laying down my life. Just that when I worship, I'm in his presence. I don't have any blocks anymore. I'm removing the, the lids and the barriers because my life has been laid down for the presence of God, for the gospel. I, I really feel that invitation over Momentum 2024 that people are going to literally walk out just going, it's like they gave their life to Christ for the first time. Like that's what they're going to feel like. And these are people that are seasoned. These are people that have walked with God for decades. You know, these are not, these are not lightweights. These are heavyweights in the spirit that are going to be joining us. And I feel like God's like, no, I'm actually calling the mature. I'm calling the seasoned. I'm calling the weighty. Um, you know, but with that, um, with season, with maturity, um, you, you, we all know there's, there's a process to become mature. There's a process to learn what it is uh, to walk in the weighty things of God. I have watched you and Ben carry the weight of his glory. I've watched you move in signs and wonders and legit medically verified miracles. Not only are you guys catalysts and facilitating that in corporate encounters in regions. You guys were in St. Louis just months ago and one service turned into a three-week revival service where just people, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of not thousands of people are coming, being massively transformed 
transformed, healed, impacted by God's presence. But that doesn't come by accident. It doesn't come without a cost. And you talked about it's a time for war. And um, one of the things I think it's healthy to talk about and necessary to talk about, you know, you talked about and made mention, and I know your story, um, is you have battled physically, but you've overcome victoriously. But there was battle years, decades of battle. I think it trained you for the season that you're in now. What you walk in is the fruit of what you went through. If you're okay to kind of unpack how God used the battle of your own personal life to have victory for other people's lives, your life too, but what you're walking in now is the fruit of that. Well, I, I think put it really well, Krista. I think battles of our life come battleground, our breaks. Ooh. And whatever breakthrough we can open up, have authority to open up for others. And, and let me just, whenever I talk about this, I'll make sure I say those who are relating to what I'm saying, that God wastes nothing and God uses everything. Even the things that the enemy throws at God is to grow something. Doesn't mean he did it to. So never think that so the good. is bad. He's going to what has thrown it to throw it back at the end and see break. And uh, that's that's very much been my, because it has long uh, health challenge. And one of the keys for number one was recognizing that I am not a sick person. I was someone who was with some challenges and I'm an overcome. And Amen. that sounds like such a such a huge for some. Because when you uh, think you're sick, you will act like you're sick. Oof, and our that is mind so good. has to be aligned uh, with truth. You're an overcomer. You're healed. Now, there may be many manifestations going on on body. And I don't want to make light of that at all because pain's pain, right? But you're an overcomer. And you are one who uh, decrees. And as you open mouth, mountains come ground. Like Zechariah uh, 4 talks about, uh, you know, it says, uh, it talks about mountain level at the hands of Zerubbabel. And Zerubbabel was just a person as a government official. So I love that. Just a person doing a job. And the Bible says that his hand, uh, that mountains became live ground. Your hand, ground. mountains become ground. Now, another key was uh, recognizing that God partners with us. In fact, Matthew 18, 18 says, one of those great verses that often it says, what you bind on it shall be bound and what you release on it shall be released in heaven. So God's actually making a really point. He's saying, what you bind, I'll come along and bind as well. And what you release, I'll come along and release as well. And so he's giving us a really big key. You've got to open up our mouths, open up word, find out the word relates to your situation and decreeing truth over yourself and system so that your own ears hear truth and that we're part of as God sends in the big guns. When he hears his ball binding, for instance, we just right now, I bind sickness in the name of Jesus. And it doesn't stop Amen. there. It then goes to release. I release divine help in the name of Jesus. And as we do that, God's word promises that he was saying. Then let's add this, because I just want to make sure I say this to one. Uh, hear my voice right now is in a hard situation. The enemy is an accuser. Yes. And he will come in and heap shame because you're going through a circumstance that doesn't line up word of God. And shame and guilt cut you off from love. And so break off shame and guilt right now. The mm. truth is that you are an overcomer. And truth is that you're a kingdom hero because when the Bible in the, the uh, Hebrews 11 talks about list of great saints great uh, uh, heroes of faith they were all struggling with circumstances and yet they believe and so the truth is friend that every day you get up Lee you're a king hero so break off the lie that says that you're somehow not good enough not worthy enough or you can't listen to what God's speaking over life it's a lie that the uh, accusers keep you stuck the truth is you're a kingdom hero so keep decreeing truth and add into this you know Psalm 44 one of my most favorite verses that God has used in my life says, my God and my King decrees victories over Jacob or over Israel, which means God's will. So if God is a victory decreeing King and we're to be like him, then we are a victory decreeing people. Amen. And so let me just speak life over your own voice. The Bible tells it tells us that it's power of life, death in our tongue. So open up your mouth and decree over yourself what
what God is saying, that you are marked for victory, you're marked for health, that your body is being transformed even right now through the glory of God and his presence and all that are pouring out, that, that rivers of living water are flowing out of you and they're transforming your insides and activating today's that you are. And uh, yeah, I think part of it is just simply knowing that God's part and realigning your mind. And that's where battleground is. Yeah. Realigning mind, what God is saying and opening up now, decreeing it over yourself until your own ears hear it and your own heart gets it. That's right. You Can know, I share that quick yeah, story? Please. Um, this this will, uh, this was one of those times God used that in my life as I ended up uh, in hospital, one of those desperate situations where doctors are saying, uh, you know, there's no hope. In fact, they literally use the words many times to again on this occasion. Only hope have Joe is to uh, take out your entire bowel, half your fever to the rest of life. Now, that's one of those guys kind of go, what do I do? Ooh, I don't right. want to over-spiritualize. It gets real. Oh, absolutely. Moments. It just gets real. Uh, I said, Ben, take me down to the hospital chapel. Yeah, just, I was down to like skin of bone, walk of e water. That's where it was desperate. But I said, we'll down chair to hospital chapel. And I prayed like um, the same prayer I prayed times for, maybe extra desperate, but two that I prayed. John 11, which says, my friend Lazarus has been asleep, but I am going. Now, that's a life verse for revival. It's also life verse for resurrection power because nothing's beyond hope or out of, of resurrection power. So I would be decreeing over myself, wake up body. I speak, you know, if Lazarus come out of grave, my body can come out of grave. Wake up body. I speak resurrection power. And the second verse that I would pray, you know, I, as I would be saying, you know, Lazar- Lazarus came at, to, uh, out of the grave. So Jody, get your body out of the grave. Jesus, we just speak power. Over the second verse was Psalm 139, 69, essentially says that uh, God has written in his book days or to us. Mm-hmm. And so I would pray, God, you're not a liar. Open up a book. Read out my promises. Read out the days mm-hmm. that are ordained to God. Because as you read them out, I decree what you're saying on earth shall be that earth. Well, cut a long story short. Uh, that night, angel, I had another angel encounter. I literally saw my eyes open. I'm cutly sure. But I saw in the corner my hospital and this angel carried what's like a clip. But I am here. Remember, this is a supernatural encounter. So yeah. things are supernatural. And we often say we want God to show up supernatural. Does we're all like, whoa, it's too supernatural. Well, this was a supernatural <laughs> encounter. And I knew just supernaturally this clipboard angels hold carried my promise. Mm-hmm. And I immediately just burst into tears. I was like, heard, you heard God, heard. And I saw this angel eventually start to tick, tick. And I knew this angel was one by marking off my promises. Tick, wow. I can feel it now. The time I go back into it, I feel it. And I knew it was saying, and there were those that didn't get marked, but I knew it was saying, that's because there's long life yet promises to mark off. Again, mm-hmm. to finish it up, I eventually fell asleep. I did miraculously better, but I shift. And I just really said over everyone, is it right? I speak that resurrection power, promises of life. But I woke up on to a uh, nurse shape weight and doing the observations and checking out. And she's like, you're doing well. I was like, oh, and I could just feel. And by some, they allowed me to eat. And I'd eat. Got to remember, day ball, skin and bones, bare water. Next morning, I'm t- later that day, a doctor in who I, I've never seen, never seen since, and discharged from hospital. Wait till you're his name. When we check, his name is Dr. Lazarus. I mean, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Are you serious? I'm serious. God writes, God writes the best stories. Doesn't That's he? wild. So, yeah. So I, you know, I walked out, there was a progression and there's been a progression, no, of, sure. of the process, but something changed and I walked out of there and praise God is amazing. And I speak the same over everyone listening. Amen. I tell you what, Jody, your life, not only is it inspiring, it's provoking myself and all the listeners I know just to lean deeper into Jesus. We at times settle for so much less than what's available to us. 
this. You've really had a revelation of the power of our mouth. Our minds must align. We know this little six inch battle of our mind. It has to align with the word of God. And when it does, that power of agreement, there is massive breakthrough that happens. You've written a couple of books. I know people after hearing you share on the podcast, they're going to want more from you and Ben. You guys, you know, lead poured out ministries. Uh, Tell us your website, your books. Uh, How can people get more of this truth and revelation that you've been sharing? And they're like, I want more of what she's talking about. How do people get connected with you guys? Yeah, well, our website is pouritout.com. You can also download our free app, which you just go to the app store and find Pour It Out. There's a whole bunch of actual free teaching videos on there, our stories on there. So you download that or just on the socials, Ben and Jody, just pour it out. All the usual ways you can find us. Uh, my book is called The King's Decree. That's so the one good. That has all those stories in and uh, mentoring, real simple mentoring on how to release God's word over your own life. Have break. And the second book is The King's Prophetic Voice, which for all my friends out there who uh, God speaks to you in unusual ways and you're like, what the heck? <laughs> it will give you a, you'll feel heard and seen, friend. That's, that's what I want to say. You'll read it and you'll go, oh, I get it. And it will just I help you go, that. I found my people. So yeah, I love either of those. <laughs> you're you're going to want to get your hands on those. I tell you what, it's rich. It's deep. It's like what you guys carry is so powerful. I, I know you said, you mentioned momentum earlier, what you felt with the revivalists and the evangelists. I love that. Anything else you want to just speak to of just, you're going to be joining us in January for momentum. We're so excited. You and Ben are both going to be having a session. Is there anything addition you just want to encourage people get in the room? We love it if people are able to live stream, but there's something about getting in the room as we yes. gather this January. There really is. And I, I actually really felt there was a word about getting room specifically for this. Wow. I love media. We're involved in it, like you guys. But sometimes you've got to be there. And I believe the Lord's actually speaking over this time, this, this gathering of the hunger. You've got to be there because there's a synergy that happens. Just like a fire, you can have a little tiny, tiny fire or throw on a whole bunch of logs, you're going to have a bonfire. There's going to be a bonfire in the spirit because God is bringing in the hungry. And I, I even was reminded of Jeremiah 81. It's uh, where God was speaking to Jeremiah. Let me read it to you. It says this, this is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Go down to the potter's house and there I will give you my message. My point is this, and this is what I heard the Lord saying. Sometimes God says, go somewhere and I'll give you my word. You can't just get it by staying where you are. Sometimes just like he did to Jeremiah, who was a young prophet for a generation, Gen Z, you have to get in the room because you are going to be part of the bonfire and you're going to march with fire and you have to be there to get this, what God's going to, just like God said to Jeremiah, go to the potter's house and there I'll speak to you. God's saying to many of you right now, get down to that place because I'm going to mark with fire that's going to uh, burn in you, increasing this next season. And yeah, I just, I really feel it strong. This Amen. is one of those times you've got to be there. Ooh, thank you, Jody. That that means the world. We feel the same in the spirit. There's something about being in proxy to what God's going to do where there's an impartation we've seen it in our lives. We know it's available for other people's lives. Jody, thanks so much for being a part of the Keep It 100 podcast this week, for taking time, for sharing your heart. I feel provoked. I feel stirred. And I know our Keep It 100 tribe does too. Friends, you heard it here. You know, get in the room for momentum. This is not a conference. It's truly a gathering of the wild ones, the hungry ones, the burning ones, the remnant. Uh, You know, we're just believing it's a gathering where people are going to be marked and never the same because we are pressing into the presence of God. There is no agenda, but Jesus. And so get your ticket today, get your seat today, get your friends and family there. You can register. 
register at seanandchrissasmith.com. And Jody Hughes is going to be one of our incredible ministers that's going to come and truly bring a portion from heaven. Jody, we love you. Thanks for joining us. We're so honored to have you. Hey, that interview was amazing. I'm so challenged. I so love what she cares. So excited for us to be her to be with us. Oh, she's amazing. Yes. Well, hey, here real soon, we're all going to be celebrating Christmas Day. And I just want to say, uh, and Chris and I both, Merry Christmas to you guys. Merry Christmas. The birth of the Son of God, Jesus, is about how he came to give us hope and love and joy. And that message doesn't change from year to year, regardless of what's going on in the news, what's ever going on in the area of devastation in the world. The good news is always worth celebrating that Jesus came, that God gave his only son. So we want to wish you Merry Christmas. Thanks so much for tuning into the Keep It 100 podcast. Make sure to rate, review, and refer us to your friends. And be sure to click that subscribe button so that you're alerted as soon as new episodes drop. Help us get the word out. Share this link on your social media platforms and check us out at seanandkristasmith.com. You can also find us on Facebook at Sean and Krista Smith Ministries. We would love to hear from you on how this podcast has impacted you. So be sure to show us some love. And make sure to join us for our next episode. We're super excited because we're going to have an interview with Tommy Arimi. You're going to want to hear that. And remember, relief may change your circumstance, but a revelation change you. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Keep It 100 podcast with Sean and Krista Smith. Keep up with us on Facebook and Instagram at seanandkristasmith.com where you can discover more resources. If this podcast has impacted you, please subscribe and review wherever you listen to your podcast. Keep it 100!